and you and I constantly get people coming in and saying, who's playing? And I'll say, oh, it's so-and-so. And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, they have the number one record or, or you know, it's they're, they're all over the radio. They're huge. Like, if you don't say the Rolling Stones, then, you know, most of the people have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> who's playing this weekend? The weekend. I know. That's what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for a lot of people, they, they may have. They may have heard who the Green Lantern was. Dave just they get that. We can. <laughs> Who's opening for them? Till Tuesday. No, today. <laughs> This is Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy, the podcast that takes a closer look at unique characters and people a little closer to home. Well, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Backstories. Well, we're boned. Histories. Wasn't me. And details. I love gold. You never knew. So this is Planet Houston. Wanted to know. No, I don't. Or ever need to know. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Now here are this episode's panelists of Outside the Galaxy. Hello, welcome to Star Wars and Character Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy. Phenomena. <laughs> 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 That should actually be uh, playing right now as we're speaking. The galaxy. The galaxy. Uh, that doesn't work. Phenomena. Dave's doing it. Maybe we're doing those guys. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, uh, yeah. Guess who knows? what? We are not. We no, did Phenomena on that whopping six episode run of Muppets in character like 30 years oh. ago. Oh, that's a good callback. Yeah. Good luck finding the episode. <laughs> don't email me and called? ask where it is I don't know that's way outside the galaxy <laughs> well they, that's on uh, on Neo's S right probably who knows all it the times I had to repair know. that site I don't know what's there anymore or not <laughs> <laughs> it, it, may, it may just be lost media now it could be it's it's with the uh, what the hell episode uh, Indiana Jones and the uh, last crusade episode that got destroyed decades ago <laughs> Not on purpose. Just happened. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to guess? We are. I'm not even going to. I'm going to make this very easy for you to guess. I'm going to be super specific because. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you know. what it is and then guess. <laughs> yeah. I just. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you just tell me? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I, it I'm is Ray Charles. To... Now, guess what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attempt to do something that we probably should not be doing. Well, oh. that doesn't narrow down to anything in the past 12 years. Yeah. Because we're leaving ourselves open to criticism. But when has that stopped us before? Very true. So I'm going, I'm about to do a, a superhero. Oh, oh, shit. We're screwed. Oh. <laughs> well, if the three of you had to guess. What superhero I would do? Let's see how well the three of you know me. What superhero would I pick to do? Green Lantern. That was my or guess, one too. one of the core. That was actually my guess. Tomar Chris, Chris, is that what you would say as well? Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> because that means, that means no, but... With, with you, it could be anything. It, it could be the, the, the squirrel Green Lantern thing. Booster Gold. Booster <laughs> cold. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going. I'm going just straight up Green Lantern. We're going to talk about Green Lantern, but I want to put a disclaimer out. Good luck. This is not. 
This well, is what not, are we going to say next? <laughs> this is not a comic book podcast, okay? Well, of clearly. The Tim and Matt know a lot about comic oh, books. Chris and what? I don't know shit. I don't know. Yeah. Don't even, I, a lot is not a word. I know where to get comic books in a store, and that's where it ends. Well, that's, that's plenty. Ugh. I am not going into backstories to long comic, um, you know, uh, subsidiaries. What about I'm just, issue 16? <laughs> I just want to talk about Green Lantern and mainly to set up us talking about the Green Lantern movie. And what a nightmare that was. But um, I mean, we we all kind of had our like, and then like Chris and Tim and I would go to like the mall and stuff. We would go to the stupid Warner Brothers store. Yes. <laughs> stupid. Yep. That's stupid. I love that store. My parents cr- just brought me a box of stuff that they came down from the attic, and in there was a Warner Brothers limited edition T-shirt. Looney Tunes in one of the film rule can boxes. Remember those? Uh, yes. Yeah. I have that yes. now. Fuck Green Lantern. Let's do the Warner Brothers. That's right. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave's hatred, for, un- unreasonable hatred for it. Well, I mean, you could do the Warner Brothers story as an outside the galaxy, Chris. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah that, I Good. love that store. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like the Warner Brothers store, Matt would go in and buy like Marvin the Martian. Yep. Stuff. Chris was buying Superman stuff. There was not a lot of Green Lantern stuff, but I would buy it. And I feel like Tim gravitated towards Batman. I was a Flash guy. And yeah. to a certain extent, to a Tim certain was extent, a flasher. Superman. <laughs> yeah, I was a Flash. <laughs> and to a certain extent, Superman. Um, because even though, you know, there, there was more Superman stuff out there than Green Lantern, but there still at the time was not, a ridiculous amount of Superman material. Right. You did always buy Flash stuff. You still probably are a Flash guy more than anybody I know. I, uh, yeah, so, I have an so appreciation. <laughs> yeah, I have an appreciation. Yeah, it's like after that movie, no one wants to. No, <laughs> I, I have an appreciation for the Flash, and, and I, I haven't read a Flash comic in decades, but for a run, the Flash those, those those comics were the place to be. Like every month, you had to get that Flash comic because they were amazing back in the mid nineties. Yeah, I still I have it. We, I mean, it's like right before Christmas, put up the stupid tree, and <laughs> <laughs> I already put up my aluminum pole. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Um, Let's rumble. So I, I have there are a, no uh, grievances. I have a flash ornament that Tim gave me. It's one of those Hallmark ornaments and uh, I don't put it on the tree, but it's in the box with the other things and the foot falls off every time. Ah, so I think so if you, <laughs> I guess I think of you every Christmas, Tim, I, uh, I still have a, a couple flash t-shirts uh, in my collection of shirts that uh, I've said, I've, I've actually set aside a bunch of my old shirts that I don't wear anymore because I want to make one of those T-shirt quilts. So some of my old concert shirts and comic book related shirts and shirts that I wore when I was in AmeriCorps and things like that. I have like 35 or 40 like set aside in a box for that moment when I decide to actually put them and send them off to to get them made into a, uh, a quilt. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, I know why I like Green Lantern the most, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But where do you – I mean, am I correct in saying that most of our first um, hint of superhero dumb and why we liked it, was it Super Friends? Yeah. The cartoon? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're talking Hal Jordan then and Sinestro, at least when – there was, it was. I don't think Sinestro was on from the beginning. I just – Because they – they did that thing then when it was like challenge of the super friends. Yeah, oh, was it yeah. okay? I just remember in the intro when they when they'd announce um, Green Lantern, they'd show Sinestro firing at him with his yellow ring, and Green Lantern grabbed a street sign and reflected it back at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And that Sinestro in Super Friends was not wearing any yellow. He just looked like. An old like Catskill like a, comedian. Yeah, it's like a blue and light blue, like uh, jester jumpsuit or something. Yeah, it had like the like kind of star around his neck in purple. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he had a receding hairline and a, like a you know like a grandpa mustache. It's like, I mean, they didn't try to even make him yellow. I don't know how much. I mean, those Super Friends cartoons they were probably all high. Who knows. <laughs> But before that, they bring I'm not, in Ted like Knight said, for a dime bag to do a week's worth of narration. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> my favorite one was when Mister Mixelplex captured everyone, and they, he wanted them to be in a movie. And Superman grabbed the script, and they said, and Ted Knight goes, "Superman using his heat ray vision in a very special way." <laughs> he like rewrote the script with his eyes. <laughs> so Mr. Mixoplex would have to say his name backwards. He has to be a character on the new holiday special, Matt. Please keep that <laughs> character night. in your back pocket. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, <laughs> you'll get nothing unlike it. <laughs> I want a hot dog. No, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I want onion rings. Spalding. I want a milkshake. <laughs> you'll get nothing unlike it. All right, sir. You'll get, you'll get cosmic cow. <laughs> cosmic cow. Cosmic cow. <laughs> I want to do Cosmic Cow on the show now. Jim J. Bullock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like I said, this is not a comic book show. We don't, we're not like, don't write in about comic just, book stuff. Cause yeah, leave it there. Don't write in. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we just like this. At least I like this. And I know that, you know, everybody likes this a little bit, but we got the golden age. Green Lantern was Alan Scott. That's the Green Lantern with the cape That's that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I'm a Green Lantern fan. I don't care about Alan Scott. Does anyone care about Alan Scott? I don't know who that is. I'm looking him I up. I don't know who it is. Uh, I mean, I've read oh, some of those that old guy. stories. Okay. I, like his, I guess he was part of like Justice Society and that sort of stuff. And I, I've, I've read some of those in those in those little anthologies. Uh, over the years, you know, you pick something up and, but you know, I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know anything about them other than that. The, the, those, those stories would be like him is like, I'm flying and oh my God, there's a, there's a cat in the tree and I have to stop a gangster. Boom. I made a big fist and I got the cat and the end of story. Yeah. And I, I read a I don't know a lot about Alan Scott, but I read a little bit. And, and the one thing that caught my eye was that one of his main villains is to me one of the coolest supervillains, which is Solomon Grundy. Well, yeah. on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I think that's cool. Anytime I see that name, I go, ooh, 
sell them gritty. But the 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 one that we grew up with anyway, the Silver Age Green Lantern being Hal Jordan, um, was the one that we you know we saw in the Super Friends, and that kind of leads into at least why I like it. And and even later with the Bronze Age Green Lanterns, uh, well, not even the modern age Green Lanterns, because in between that, the Bronze Age is Guy Gardner yeah, and John Stewart, which was a big deal for nah, nah, DC. Nah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, well, I, mean, <laughs> I was doing a Daily Show theme there. <laughs> I guess John Stewart came out, what, in the late 60s or early 70s? 1971. Yeah, low, or 72, basically, he came out. And yeah, that back in the early seventies, they were trying to be more inclusive. You know, Marvel was doing their thing, DC was doing their thing, uh, and they had they were they were trying to be more racially inclusive. So, you know, I I do I do kind of when it comes to John Stewart, it, it is in in the modern era, he's pretty much become Green Lantern. Right. Who's You're listening right. to the Wonder Twins opening? I know. I hear something. You do, Dave. (laughs) What if I am? I'm not. Yeah, but yeah, John John Stewart has pretty much become the Green Lantern. Like, there's no Hal Jordan in in terms of like most of the media uh, uh, depictions of of uh, Green Lantern. So basically, almost all the other Green Lanterns have disappeared. It's just John Stewart. Even Hal Jordan is not so much a thing these days. Yeah, I think you're right because the, the, he's the one you always see. You do, Hal Jordan is what people would consider the classic one, but you don't really see him. The one that I like the most, and this is almost like James Bond, like you pick the one you like. Um, the one that I like the most, and I think that's when I decided that I liked this a lot, was Kyle Rayner. Because I think it dawned on me, I really like art, and I was an art major in school for a long time, that Kyle Rayner was an artist. So so his constructs of his ring were influenced by his art and his creativity. And being someone that was interested in, in that kind of stuff, even maybe on a subconscious level when I was little, I think I like the idea that his powers were not limited to just one thing, like what he could do. His powers were, were not were only limited by his imagination. Mm. I think that's really a creative thing for children. And I must have tapped into that as a kid because I thought that was amazing that there, that there wasn't, you know, like anything that he couldn't do unless it was yellow. Yeah. Unless it was yellow. This was a banana. But Kyle Rayner, I really, when I was really reading that a lot, it was the, it was the modern age Kyle Rayner and, you used to see that a lot everywhere. In fact, one of our it was one of the guys that we know at a convention. I had him draw a Green Lantern, and I had him draw Kyle Rayner. And I remember he was even like, "Are you sure?" He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's the one I like." And then he was like, "Okay, you're thinking Hal Jordan." <laughs> yeah. Do you it's know like, anything about Green Lantern? You're twenty bucks, man. Um, I always thought that one was great, but uh, the the core, and and this kind of gets to the movie, which is what I want to kind of talk about. Um, They include some of the Green Lantern core that I guess comic book fans know, starting with Kilowog. Yeah. Tim is a big Kilowog fan, right? Kilowog, uh, I always thought was one of the coolest characters in, uh, in, in, 
in D, in, in well in all of DC comics. I, I thought I thought Kilowog was like one of those characters that was like, yeah, he's cool. He just looks cool. And he's sort of like the security guard for the Rayliner Corps, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and you know, he's 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 for even though there are other big muscular big dudes in DC, but he to me he always sort of like was like the Hulk, but like a smart Hulk, right? Uh, in DC, so like D, Marvel had their Hulk in different iterations, and DC had this guy. Who you know, not Hulk strong, and you know, not exactly. You know, he wasn't like Hulk dumb, but he was. You know, he was like just a big hulky guy who I'm sure for the people drawing him probably had a blast drawing that guy, and he looked cool. He looked cool on the paper. Thank you. Made me a Kilowog T-shirt, Tim. <laughs> I yeah, I, I I you used to be able to bring you, you could bring a design to a place in the mall. And they would make a T-shirt out of like your family photo. Like if you wanted a photo of, you know, you know, pop, pop, they would make a T-shirt. So I, I brought one that for Chris uh, with that. I'm that I had them put. Um, what was it? Uh, I think it was a comic book cover or uh, a fat boy Superman thing. Yeah. Fat, fat Superboy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, Superboy. He, and that was a it was a it was a like a birthday or Christmas gift. I gave to Chris like. 25 years ago yeah and, and tim we didn't look weird is that i actually i i wore it one night just just i had it on and i wore it i went to bed and everything uh-huh then we had to wash it whatever so i threw it in the wash and kelly fucked it up somehow washed it with either reds or pinks so now <laughs> the shirt is just pink like all over the place <laughs> that's i mean yeah yeah and I'm like, oh, my new pajama shirt. <laughs> yeah. If, but uh, but yeah, I think I, Dave, I think I, I think it was like a it was like a baseball shirt. And I I think I printed I think I printed it out on a on one of those because there was a certain point where you could print it out now. And I cut around Kilowog and then made, put them on the shirt. It probably lasted like three washes before it fell apart. <laughs> but it was great because it wasn't like you could buy that kind of stuff. And yeah. You knew it was something you're interested in. It was really I, nice of you. I've always had the philosophy that, and 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 I and I, I sell things on eBay and and that sort of stuff. If it doesn't exist, you can make it exist. You can make anything, just about anything, exist. You just have to like put a little work into it. Maybe maybe put a few bucks behind it. There's a lot of people that you know uh, that, that that complain that they you know oh. Well, there's nothing out there for that. I, I there, I'd love to wear a shirt that had, you know, a picture of you know, Paul Stanley with his shirt off. It's like, okay, well, you know, you can make a shirt that has a shirtless Paul Stanley if you want it. It's not that hard. You just have to do it. Is so, and that was that was kind of my philosophy. And back then, there was no Kilowog anything. I mean, now that now there's Kilowog action figures and that sort of stuff. But back then. You said Kilowog, even to someone in a comic shop. They said, "Get the fuck out of here, asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> wow, take that, and you're yeah, even so, sir with you, asshole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even even back then, you said you said Abe and sir, and someone would be like, fuck, "Fuck you!" No, I will not do that with you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, like like 20, 20 years ago, twenty some odd years ago, yeah, a, a, a Kilowog shirt was unique. Well, Kilowog. In the movie, voiced by Michael Clark Duncan. Yep. Oh, the guy from uh, America Says. 
<laughs> Close. Oh, I was, was get that guy's name wrong. <laughs> I think he was a good choice, actually. Yeah. Um. Also in the movie and a notable, you know, member of the core, Tomar Ray. Tomar Ray. Which Tim has already mentioned. He's the guy that kind of looks like he's got a bird slash fish face. I don't know what you call that. Uh, he's yeah. a yeah. He's a he's a fish bird. Uh, interestingly enough, I I I have a Instagram page called Tim Star Wars Autographs, and uh, so and I I document and write the stories about what I can remember of getting autographs from different people over the years. Interestingly enough, last night. I wrote, I, I posted a thing by an uh, of getting an autograph last year from an actor named Dorian. Uh, I think his name is King. Is there Kinji or Kingy? K I N G I, and he played Cad Bane in uh, Book of Boba Fett. He was Tomar Ray in the oh. in the Green Lantern movie. He was the the body reference for Tomar Ray, like the uh, screen capture kind of dude. Yeah, like he was the guy on set wearing the the dots and bubbles and green suit or whatever because uh, he's a real tall skinny guy the guy's like six foot 50 and uh you know so and weighs about eight pounds and so right. yeah he, he was he was the he was the 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 reference for uh for him there you go thanks for shoehorning some star wars into this yeah <laughs> follow, Mar- follow Mar- my, morrison uh, was in green lantern too yeah yeah that's right so there's some more Wait, are you going to plug your thing, Tim? Yeah, fo- follow my Instagram, uh, Tim's Tim Star Wars Autographs. Uh, you'll find it because it's under the name Tim Star Wars Autographs. <laughs> How many of them were signed by people not in the movie? Three. <laughs> possibly two. <laughs> okay. One definitely, possibly two. Lance Bass. Is Joey Fat one, uh, possibly two. Oh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, definitely one, possibly three. <laughs> we count oh, that the, reminds the me. Oh boy! Just to to uh, add a little more Star Wars nonsense. Um, the members of InSync, all of them reunited. I guess at whatever the Grammys or something. But then they also all appeared on an episode of Hot Ones. Did you see that one, Matt? I actually no, did. I, I watched did that one. They talked about the Star Wars thing. Oh yeah. really? Ha! Yeah, they did. Um, the so I think. Uh, Sean Hayes brought it up and they three say, of can them, you believe people still think we're in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought up the Star Wars thing and the three of them confirmed that they, they did do it. No, oh. it was, I believe Joy Fatone, Chris Kilpatrick, and who's the other one that does a lot of the singing. The, uh, <laughs> who's the one that the sings in the boy yeah. band group? Yeah, it Shit. wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> down. Who's the white guy from NSYNC? I can't remember his name. <laughs> it wasn't Lance. It wasn't Timberlake. It was the other one. Yeah, Johnny Brasco. And uh, it was Shemp, whatever yeah. his name is. He, the three of them were like, "Yeah, we did it." Um, they cut it. So it was just funny that that came up on Hot Ones. Yeah, I've I've actually talked to Chris Kirkpatrick and. Joey Fatone uh, at different times about it. And actually I, I was given contact information for Joey Fatone, uh, Joey Fatone's in, uh, assistant a while back to, you know, Hey, I have a Star Wars podcast. We should talk to you. And, you know, 
You want contact Never. info for Joey Fatone? Just stand outside on the street at Orlando any weekend. You'll run into him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard he lives <laughs> down there. Christopher Patrick lives in Nashville, but I never see him out. But uh, yeah, he—he, he, I swear to God, he wants to be found. Everyone has met Joey Fatone. He's—he's he's always at the Burger King working, staying in Matt's guest room right yeah, now. Right, yeah, yeah. Come on out, Joey. He's out. He was my goddamn DoorDash driver that was so fucking late. <laughs> he was eating on the way. That's right. He's, he's, He's doing he's doing a uh, singing bee living room show out of Matt's. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> was that the, was that the singing bee? Was that the one he hosted? Or don't I forget think, the lyrics. I, or, I think, I think you're right. Singing bee. Maybe it's like you're inside right. John Hall's living room, wherever the hell that thing used to be. <laughs> <laughs> or Daryl Hall, sorry. Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall. God forbid yeah. I get those Darryl's names house. mixed up right now. The no. way those two are fighting. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. Because Tim your Woody shit on is that. on my list. Because your shit is on my shit list. <laughs> Whatever. I, well, I, that was awful. Don't don't laugh. At think, that. Don't encourage me. It's good. I think we've all we've all had some sort of interaction with either Hall and or Oates, right? Yeah, I'm just curious what you think. I feel like Chris and I talked about this the other day. Yeah. Um, and being the music aficionado you are, I'm wondering where you weigh in on the Hall. Versus Oates scenario. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Daryl Hall is probably being a prick hmm. about it. I think. I think that he probably because I. I use one of the people I used to work with years ago at Borders. Her husband used to play in bands with those guys back in the seventies, and she never really had too many nice things to say about Daryl Hall. Hmm. She said Oates was okay, but she, she didn't, she didn't out, outright say bad things about Daryl Hall, but she just never said as many nice things about him. So I have a feeling that in this instance, Hall is probably the bad guy in between the two of them. What the situation is, I don't know. You know, it probably, it has to do with money. I would think it probably has to do oh. with royalties. It's it's I think it's basically that Oates wants to sell their um, what do they call that when people sell all their oh music? oh so yeah sell the publishing yeah like he wants to sell all that off his half of it and their partners and so by putting in this restraining order against him Daryl Hall can halt him taking any action with their library or whatever you want to call that so I think that's what it has to do with. Yeah, I mean that can, I mean that that's serious money, especially for hauling outs. And this would be, they probably they're probably actually a couple of years past when they should have sold it. But if you know, I mean that's that 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 could be tens of million dollars for each one. But they're both like seventy years old, right? You know, get your get your your fifteen million dollars or whatever each or twenty million. How many? Who knows what the number is? Take it. Because and usually the the these things are temporary, so you know in fifteen years whatever it reverts back probably to them. Uh, so it w- it wouldn't be permanent. So their family, their estate would get the money back even if they're you know even if they're gone by that point. If, let's say they die in their early eighties, and you know their sons and daughters get the money back or get the rights back in twenty years or whatever that is. Eh, whatever. Oats is gonna live forever. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he, he looks good. He, does he looks good for his age. He looks bad. He got rid of the mustache. Well, yeah. When something's your signature, just 
give in. Just give into it, you know? Like, without the mustache, he's just some stupid guy from Montgomery. He's just John County, Pennsylvania. He, he probably was getting upset that he that people kept thinking he was the guy from the Oak Ridge Boys. You, Oak Ridge <laughs> Boy. No. So he shaved it to, to differentiate himself. People thought he was Baba Booey. Yeah, that too. Ta ta toothy. Hey, Elvira. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to digress, but our whole lives are digressions on this show. Um, Tomar Ray was voiced by Jeffrey Rush in oh. the movie. So they went highbrow, at least in that case. You mentioned Abin Sur, uh, which I. I I do appreciate the origin story the most out of every superhero movie. I thought that one was half decent. And that was tomorrow Morrison. You're right, man. Yep. Thank you. Three points. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than Sinestro there, they didn't really go into too, too much. And there's tons of other members. I mean, some of them are incredibly stupid. And in, in fact, I, I, like I said, we're not comic book people. There is a, there's a squirrel. His name's Chip. Chip. Um, the, is this like, does this predate Rocket Raccoon or is it like a same time kind of thing? Because predates. Okay. I actually have. No, I know. I take it back. Chip, I think is after. Uh, I take. Uh, okay. uh, I was going to say, I, I do have his first appearance, but I got him mixed up. With uh, something else, Chip. Chip, I think, came in the eighties or nineties. Let's see. So this gets really stupid, basically, <laughs> like most things. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, as, as as far like as your the movie, show jerk. You don't know anything <laughs> about comic books. Don't talk about comic books if you don't know anything about comic books. I can still like them, can I? No, no. <laughs> Um, as far as the movie goes, why I, I mean, I, I feel like I have a reason and I think a lot of people share my reason. Why do you think the movie failed so miserably? Um, was it the effects? Like people really laughed at the effects and shit about it. I, I, I think when, when, what year did it come out? 2000. Uh, let me see. For the for the for the record, Chip came out in 1982. Okay. Yeah. The Green Lantern movie came out. I just had it here and I lost it. Rocket Raccoon. Rock, Rock Raccoon was 76. Um. I think that by that point, like. Marvel was Marvel was in its uh, toddlerhood. If it came out in 2011, yeah, I think um, so. The 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 affection for superhero movies hadn't solidified as much as it as they would in the next few years. I uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, was on paper a good choice. If you're a movie executive, but if you're a fan of Green Lantern, he was not a good choice. Right. Uh, but I don't think that that's as, that's what hurt the movies, because most people, the, 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 the average person out there would not know Hal Jordan. 
and his mannerisms. Okay, you, you're right. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Chris. What do you think? Because you, you said the effects. The effects were. Garbage, I mean, the, I, right? I know the suit was like a big deal for a while. People were really mad about the suit. Right. Being I, an, animated on top of him rather than him wearing a suit in some scenes or in all scenes, maybe. Yeah. I'm probably one of the of the chosen few who really didn't love it or hate it. Like I took it for what it was, and but I don't really know much about Green Lantern, so I I didn't really pick out the problems because maybe I just didn't know what the problems were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I think also. <sighs> Especially with mo- well movies in in general, you can give people and 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 with a lot of things in life, you can give people a million reasons to go and see something, but it only takes one reason for them not to go. And so I think the word of mouth, I think people would read the review or the or the headline of the review if they even were even reading, and that it, it, it said you know. Green Lantern sucks, whether yeah. or not it actually sucks. And then after the first weekend that it comes out, people who pay attention to box office, they say Green Lantern flounders at box office. And a lot of people equate box office numbers with quality of film. And so if all the press is about people complaining about the bad special effects and the fact that it didn't make a billion bajillion dollars that gives the average person uh reason to not go see that movie they're like oh i heard it sucks is, is basically what they say i heard it's not very good and they they choose to go elsewhere and I, I don't i don't know what it came out against that would be another good thing to see what else came out that uh that week it ended up making like 130 some million dollars which doesn't sound that bad but it didn't make its money back. Yeah. It's so the the thing the I mean, I think you're right about the Hal Jordan thing, like your average everyday person not knowing or caring about Hal Jordan. But I think if you're gonna make a movie like this, you have to appease the the comic book fans on some level. And to make him Hal Jordan was a mistake because Hal Jordan is not a smart ass. He's not this jokey kind of Ryan Reynolds type of guy. Yeah. He's a little more serious. And had they made him Kyle Rayner, he's a little younger. He's a little hipper. Um, the comic book fans may have bought into it and recommended it, um, gave it better reviews, which may have you know made it make more money. I, I yeah, I agree. Um, for me, that was that was a big thing. That was because Hal Jordan was not a he was pretty a serious guy. Like he wasn't like making quips and jokes and that sort of stuff. He was kind of it's kind of a square. Yeah, exactly. Where Kyle Rayner was more hip. He was he had he had like the the youthful '90s hipness, like oh I'm snarky and I'm gonna say a joke and when I something goes wrong I'll go oh fiddlesticks, you know and that kind of stuff. Fiddlesticks. I have a theory and I don't want to agree with it. I, was like, <laughs> yeah, I love it, this. It's great. I don't know what this is, but I can't wait to hear it. Because it it upsets me 
do you think like I was just I was just looking. You said what? This was 2011. Yeah. And Superman Returns came out in 06. And I don't know if this was anything between these two movies, but this movie got so much flack and everyone hated it. Do you think that kind of derailed like oh another DC movie? This is going to be bad too, kind of. I think I, I mean from what I, I was reading a little bit about green lantern this was supposed to be the first movie in setting up their dc universe there was going to be a flash movie there was a flash movie that was planned back then and when this did so poorly they scrapped the whole idea so this would have been the start of their version of the marvel universe i mean dc has that now but right. it, it was supposed to happen then mm. and this was supposed to kickstart it okay so superman returns was the connection to the dc whatever universe back then. No, I, I don't think so. And and maybe had this done well and they created that universe, Brandon Ralph comes back as Superman. Yeah. Well I, 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 well, I think by the time this came out, when did, because uh, I guess Man of Steel came out, what, 2013? So by the time this was released, Superman, Man of Steel was already kind of in pre-production, if not already about to, go into actual production. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could see this. And, and you and you could tell by the end of the movie that they had planned a sequel because you see Sinestro become Sinestro. Right. There at the end. Uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate because as 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 flawed as I think the release of this movie was, um, it it definitely could have benefited from a sequel um to expand on the story because beyond the you know he's finally got his powers so now he's going and fighting a real villain and uh so that that i think that the fact that it didn't get a sequel i think hurts this movie that much more because the sequel could have uh improved its standing yeah and mark strong was really good as yeah. Sinestro. Yeah, yeah. So so to see him fleshed out and and have them fight would have been entertaining. I don't think this movie is that bad. I, I mean, as much as I would wish he was Kyle Rayner, I've I've watched this movie more than once and not shit all over it like most right. people do. I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. No. I just think he, he was he was playing Green Lantern like Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point. The, 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 I remember the scene that bothered me in the trailer was when he's, he, he gets the suit and his, whoever his friend was, he says something to him and he about the suit, like, Oh, your suit looks weird. And he goes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, I know. I know. I know. Okay. Right. So this, this came out June 17th. Mr. Popper's Penguins came out that same week. <laughs> well, there you go. Prof, yeah, mystery solved. But um, <laughs> the week before, you had Super 8 come out. You had X-Men First Class had come out two weeks before oh, that. Man. And Cars 2 was the week afterwards, along with Bad Teacher. So, you know, you've already got your superhero movies in there. Hangover Part 2 is still hot in the theaters. Super 8 is getting people because that that was a critical darling movie uh, yeah and uh you know so there there was a lot of other things kung fu panda 2 is still out there so the things like attracting kids were there was a lot more 
uh, buzz around about five or six movies that were out at that same time. So I, I think it got lost a little bit. Yeah, you're probably right. I think the guy that was his friend is Tiko Atiti. Was it? I think so. Like the guy that was his his buddy in the movie. Oh my god, I I, I didn't even realize that. I have to look that up. You may be right. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I just kind of wanted to talk about this movie a little bit. Uh, I like Green Lantern. I figured that y'all would have good stuff to say, and you did. I could say, and that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I, you got you guys always like you like. I figured we would just have a conversation, and and I'm happy with the conversation. I, I want to know what other people think. I was one of these movies that maybe ages better over time. Like people are like, yeah, we we kind of were dicks about that movie. It's not that bad. I think it would work better now than it did then. I don't. I don't think it was a movie. Anyone was really waiting for to an extent. I don't think the general population, like the general moviegoer crowd, was all that interested. And I think comic book fans were we had gotten we we're don't we're not in the comic book uh, releases film releases that we're in now. So I think the few and far between that we had, this was a little bit of a jump from that to those now. With you know Wonder Woman and the Supermans and the different Batman and the Justice League, you put this out now, and I think it would have done tons better. Regardless, even this movie, even this version, the way it is, I think would have done so much better now than it did when yeah. they released this. Yeah, I, I think it was it was uh, unfortunate timing. Um, not the, you know Green Lantern is awesome, but you you get your average person out there and you kind of need to hit him over the head and need sort of introduce him in with Batman or Superman yeah. or even, even, even wonder woman. I mean, we, we like as a community, we like to think that, you know, everybody thinks the way we do when in reality, we're like part of the 5% yeah, that pay right. attention to this sort of stuff. The other 95%, like what, where, where I work, there's music. You know, I, and and we have people very popular acts playing at the place that I work at almost every night, and you and I constantly get people coming in and saying who's playing, and I'll say, oh, it's so and so, and they're like, who's that? And I'm like, they have the number one record, or, or you know, it's they're they're all over the radio, they're huge. Like if you don't say the Rolling Stones, then you know most of the people have no idea who you're talking about. Who's playing this weekend? The weekend? I know that's what I asked. <laughs> so. <laughs> for for a lot of people, they they may have they may have heard who the Green Lantern was. They just <laughs> get that. <laughs> Who's opening for them <laughs> till Tuesday? No, today. <laughs> Third base. <laughs> get the gas face. Get the gas face. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think. The timing now, I think more people are familiar just 10 years later who Green Lantern is than they were in 2011. I yeah. think there's, there's been, especially with the kids, the, the people that are like 25 or under who have grown up with Justice League Unlimited and different things over the years. They've at least <laughs> been exposed to the name Green Lantern and probably could pick him out of a lineup. They, oh, that guy, the green guy. <laughs> He's holding some kind of light. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old fashioned light. Could it be a lantern? The green streetlight. 
<laughs> wow. Is this, that's is, all this where, is this where Ryan Reynolds met Blake Lively? I just noticed that she's in this. I forgot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. So this is Jeez. this is where he dumped Alanis Morissette and went straight for Blake. <laughs> she's and Carol all Ferris. the better for it. Yeah, and uh, this... Uh, I always think I always look back on like Captain America and uh, and, and think to myself, oh, you know, this, so many move, great movies are like period pieces. This probably could have been a cool period piece had they yeah. set it in, mm-hmm. even even if they set it in like the the seventies or the eighties, like something like that to give it an edge, to give it a difference, and, and over, you know, give it that passage of time. So like when you do blend him in with say Superman in two thousand thirteen. Somehow, you know, Ryan Reynolds has been Green Lantern for a decade and he knows what he's doing or something like that. I like that idea. That's good. To me, should have made this movie. I'm looking. I, at... <laughs> oh, sorry. Good. I, I keep saying that uh, the Fantastic Four, whenever they make the Fantastic Four movie, I don't know what they're going to do. I hope to God they said it like Captain America said it in the early 1960s. Make it a, like a madman, madmen kind of setting where they're they're fighting dr doom in the wake of the kennedy assassination or something like that and then somehow they get pulled into a time tunnel and then they're fast forward 60 years and boom there they are right I, i'm watching yeah, they, the- they can they can make it they can make time do whatever they want in these movies so yeah set it set it back in the day i'm watching the trailer now and you're right dave it is taiko atiti is his buddy and it has that scene where he's standing there in a t-shirt and shorts, and then he whips his arm out and and he changes. And Taika Waititi's like, "Wow!" And he goes, "I know, right?" <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he's like, uh, uh, "John Travolta, I know." Look at my finger. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all green over here. <laughs> you know, it it took me until this year to realize that the Santa. In those credit card commercials, no, is John Travolta. Oh God! I, I guess I guess <laughs> ah, I started doing it like a couple of years ago, yeah. and then this year I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait, wait a, a minute. God darn minute!" Yeah, they're they're rough. They're real rough. <laughs> One of them's got a chick from Greece in it, right? Working in a stand or something. The girl he does the he reenacts the opening walk scene mm, from Saturday yeah. Night Fever. And he goes into the store and it's the girl. Okay. It's, it's the story. girl from Saturday Night Fever that is always trying to get with him. And mm. then he does eventually have sex with her. She's always chasing him around. She's the one where he's like, he broke my pussy finger. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I did not even realize it was her. I probably would have had to wait till next year to realize that. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> Thank you. And the guy runs in, like- he bumps into in the street. That's Frank Stallone. <laughs> He's not standing. He wasn't singing. Nobody noticed. I feel like this is a thing that I, I think. I feel like when you play Santa Claus upon us, your uh, career is over. Uh, I remember you saying oh, that to Kurt me. Russell, years ago. Tim Allen. Eh. No, it's about that uh, fucking um, Kurt Russell. Yes, I just said Kurt, Kurt yeah. Russell. No, um, Kurt Steve, Russell's on Monarch now. Monarch's a fantastic show. Steve Carell played. Awesome yeah, see, Chris knows what he's talking about. He doesn't what know what he's talking about when he talks about Godzilla minus one, but he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a <laughs> just minute. Kidding, just kidding. I, I have to respect that it was a good. I just wanted more Godzilla. That's Let, fine. Don't I, minus one. Hey, for me. Give me I, more. I, 
I saw your review. I'm like, okay, that's what he liked. I am not like one of these Star Wars fans that's going to fucking rail you over the coals because your opinion isn't the same as mine. That's fine. It didn't did, bother me did a bit. Did you enjoy, I guess, the story? I loved lot? it. I loved it. Okay. I mean, I don't know what if Tim and Dave had anything about it, know anything about it, so I don't want to say if they haven't seen it yet, but there's... there's I saw a, it. I saw it. How about you, David? Do you I care mean, if I say uh, anything? I'm going to watch it when I can watch it at home, but you can say whatever you want. It is, I don't care about this. This guy is like, this is the most heart-wrenching story of Survivor's Guild I've ever seen. It's like, I've never True. been so happy for this guy to continually survive everything he's in, but never been as miserable at the same time for a person for surviving everything he's been through. It's yeah. a great story. Mm-hmm. I was amazed well, cool. by the effects. The effects were like J.J. Abrams yeah. style. <laughs> yep. Really good special effects. Seriously. I just want it more. Yeah, Dude. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see it probably Wednesday again before it leaves. Oh, that's cool. Well, of anybody that I hope liked it, I'm glad that Matt did. Yeah, because I loved it. This is like a big thing for you. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. All right, I got a little of a game here for you as well. Nope. Tim, Tim um, won. To, to finish this up. <laughs> music. It's Green Dallas Lantern Spears. music. <laughs> James Newton Howard, I believe, did the score. Okay. <laughs> so isn't that the guy that um, hosts America says <laughs> anybody anybody with three, three names are like yep. James James John Michael Higgins didn't he shoot Kennedy <laughs> isn't he in Breakfast Club by Anthony Michael Hall oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um, the website Comic Vine has put out their definitive list of the worst 60 superhero slash comic book movies ever. Oh, boy. And and they're partly basing it on Rotten Tomatoes score and just their opinions. Okay. So this is subjective. Uh, You know, like, I mean, it's not like a serious game and there's no way to validate this other than you guessing what they put. But I'm interested to see if you can get out of the top. There's three of you. So we'll give you each. uh, We'll give you each four guesses out of the top 12. How many can you get? And these aren't these. Some of these are superhero things, but some of them are comic book things as well. So, uh, Tim, why don't you go first? What do you think's on the list in the top twelve? I would say Jonah Hex. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Yeah. He's hitting hard with Jonah Hex, which comes in at number nineteen Oof. for them. Uh, and they have the Rotten Tomato score, which is twelve. Oh my god! So um, that's not even the Jonah- top. That's not even in the top or bottom twelve, and it's at twelve percent. Yeah, that's that's the, that one. The scores kind of go up and down a okay. little, so that's where it is also based on their opinions. But Tim, that's a good one to come out of the box with Jonah Hex. I remember, <laughs> I remember projecting that movie to no one. I went to that movie thinking it can't be as bad as the critics are saying. Because critics are assholes. It was worse. And I went in and it started out okay. And then it just, uh, I I don't even remember the rest of it. It was just that, it was that terrible. It was just like, fuck. Yeah, shit. They have, they have lines of dialogue when they apply things that are memorable. And their one for that is five coffins thinking you might need eight. (laughs) <laughs> Jonah Hex has spoken. <laughs> Jonah yeah, Hex can't what do a, meth. What a nightmare. Uh, Josh Brolin and Megan Fox. God. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Jonah Hicks is a great guest, Tim. Nobody's nobody would argue with you. I, yeah, nope. I thought that was a winner right there. It's not in their top twelve though. Um, Matt, what do you think? I'm going real old. I mean, if they're doing their due diligence, then Roger Corman's Fantastic Four has to be on this list. Oh, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four is number eighteen. Oh wow! Jeez, oh. we're dancing wow. around it, aren't we? Number eighteen. I, I I'm curious what their definition of a film is like. Because like, <laughs> yeah, like Roger Corman. While while that's never been officially released, so it's like it was like will that will that count? Because it was never actually. St- oh, good point. It was a and does the Incredible Hulk TV movie with the Thor and Daredevil count? Yeah, well? that's yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of the top twelve, so uh, don't waste a guess okay. on All that. Right. But uh, the Fantastic Four, also another good guess. You're right with Tim, eighteen and nineteen. That has a Rotten Tomato score of thirty three percent. Thirty of All that right, is Chris. just for the effort. <laughs> Chris, yeah. What do you I think? Got, I got one I know was is still looked down upon and laughed upon, and. It is bad as fuck as uh as Halle Berry as a cat Oh god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's people watch that and, and throw their shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like cats or, or monkeys. They try to bury it in gravel. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. Catwoman with a rotten tomato score of nine percent. Oh my god, yeah. Is their number five worst movie ever. So Chris, you're on the board with a point. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Those are uh, Sharon Stone, right? She, I th- yeah, yeah. She looked hot yeah. though, but yeah, it was just. And the effects were just CGI of her even walking or jumping was like so like ugh, horrible. The the funny thing is is like when they did the the golden raspberries that Halle Berry actually showed up to accept her uh, golden yeah. raspberry award. So you gotta Except you gotta her. give her you her, gotta give her, her Bill Cosby some props. Yeah. <laughs> He was the bartender. Yeah, he showed up for Leonard Part Six. <laughs> uh, back to you, Tim. Uh, I'm gonna go um, the 1989 Captain America. Oh God, <laughs> that's a good the one. 1989 Captain America. Little wings on his on his head on his. Make it Nin- 1990 is the year. That's number 15. Oh, wow. <laughs> With a Rotten Tomato score of 7%. You guys are good, though. I mean, you're naming some real crap. <laughs> good for you. That's, that's another movie that is so terrible. Like, boring. And I, I remember seeing, like, ads for it on the back of comics. Marvel Comics, like, really went into like pr- uh, promotion mode, putting it like ads written all over their books. And I don't think it ever got a theatrical release. I think it was a straight to video, but. Yeah. Well, Tim, your guesses are fantastic. They're just not in there. And they're top 12. It doesn't mean they're, <laughs> they're just, it does not, not, they're just it, not that it, fantastic. Well, no, it, it, they are fantastic. It's just, a, it doesn't mean they're wrong. Is what I'm going to say. Just, you know, you, you're on the money here. Matt, do you have another guess? I do but I have a quick. Well, I have two guesses, and and this will this will make me decide. I forget exactly the wording you used. Is it superheroes or is it comic book movies? It's comic book character. Okay, then movies. That, yeah. Then I'm gonna go for my next guess. I'm gonna go with Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, that's a that's, yeah, that's, that's one. a flop. 
Howard the Duck has a Rotten Tomato score of 15% Ooh. and is number three on their <laughs> oh, list. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Oh, three. I like Howard the Duck. Okay. It's different. It's fun well, and it's different. I like Leah Thompson. Okay. Yeah, number three, Howard the Duck. There's an episode of The Grady's, the great 80s movie debate about <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Look for it on News S. It might right, be Chris. there. I can't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> Needle in a haystack. Yep. Chris? Yes. Your second guess. This is another one which I don't know even know what it is and, and, the, and a superhero that, that does it, but it's based off, I guess, Tim Pine knows everything about this movie or the character. The Superman lore or whatever. <laughs> and, I know. I think oh, you're say. yeah. yeah Isn't yeah. Uh, what's it? Steel? Steel. Steel. Yeah, that's a good it one. It has to be fucking horrendous. I agree. Steel came out in 1997 as a Rotten Tomato score of 12% and is number nine yeah, on their list. Yeah, be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Chris, you're two for two. You know your shit. Can, can, Tim, who is, what is, what is Steel from the Super like, who, Well, who, go ahead. They, go ahead. in, in, when, when Superman died in 92, they had there, you know, there was the the death of Superman. Then there was funeral for a friend, which lasted like three months, and then there was a series that lasted about a year called Reign of the Supermen, when a bunch of Superman-like characters came back. There was the new Superboy, there was the Cyborg, there was uh, this other weird Superman, um, <laughs> and then. Steel, which was like a black man of steel, literally made of steel. And people, you weren't sure which was the, if, you know, are any of these the real Superman? Did Superman come back as one of these characters? Was was Superboy, like him reincarnated? Was he somehow of his consciousness uploaded into this robot? Was he this other guy? Or was he the black dude? <laughs> wow! See, there you and go. Uh, and so when they made the movie, I don't know why they couldn't reference Superman, but there was no reference of Superman. So the reasons for Steel's existence, yeah, you're right. in the movie were kind of clouded. He basically turned into basically it was like just like a he was Bas- he was Batman. He was he was a guy who had the wherewithal to create weapons and his. And steel armor looked nothing like it was made of metal. It looked like foam rubber. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and his and his motorcycle was laughable. I I remember going to Great Adventure with you guys the summer that came out, and all just Great Adventure had to deal with DC and and Mar- and Warner Brothers all throughout the park, posters and advertisements. Steel, steel, steel. And I, I, I don't, I don't have uh, the numbers here, but I believe when that came out, that first weekend, I think it made less than a million dollars domestically. <laughs> I believe, but I, I, I went to see it uh, three times. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, I went and saw it at least once uh, at the Tillman Theater, and oh, it was wow. me and two other friends. 
And we were the only ones in the theater. And this was like on a Saturday afternoon or something. I remember we had it and we opened it on screen three. And if you opened a movie on screen three, two, or one, it was the kiss of death. That movie yeah. wasn't doing shit. It was shit. on its way out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Before it even started. Highlander 2 was on screen two. What does that tell you? Yeah. That's a good <laughs> way to think about it. The smallest theaters, yep. if you were opening in those tiny. How many seats were in in house three probably like 200 maybe if that, that. And this, is, this is before like reclining seats or whatnot these are like tight ass stadium seats so if you put in a modern day seat maybe 80 will fit in there yeah yeah here it says steel uh released august 15 1997 in 1260 theaters made eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars in its oh, opening oh, weekend oh. and it's final its final box office tally was $1.7 million. See, I laugh at that, and I would love to make that in one weekend, but for a movie, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that the, the thing that Tim was talking about, there's a little write-up here, is that they don't mention Superman in the movie at all. So Tim is 100% on yeah. the money with this. He he, he has so described yep. that, that they don't mention the character. Yeah. He's, and he's, I think she's in a world, world without Superman. I love I love Shaquille O'Neal. I think he's I think he's a pretty amazing uh, personality. Okay, yeah. And I was gonna say, wait now, where are you going? With this? No, I mean, I just find Person- him, I, I uh, agree. I thought you were gonna yeah, say aside- actor, and I was about to hang up. No, 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 no. Okay. Aside from how I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball players. Absolutely. Ever, but, yeah. uh, um, his personality when I see him on things is just it's like intoxicating. You like whenever I watch him. <laughs> it's so good. I I find him to be so funny and personable yeah. and he like makes a lot of sense like the things he says and he's charitable. Um I, I don't know. I think I think he's a really cool guy, but I think he's a giant Superman fan because yeah, he, he has a Superman he, tattoo on his he arm. He had yeah. Jesse James at West Coast Chopper build him a Superman theme chopper. Oh, oh wow. did he? Yeah. <laughs> now there is one thing that's making me laugh on TV right now. It's the Papa John's commercial. He's like the chacaroni. Yeah. We researched and made a pizza. It's like it's fucking extra pepperoni. How much research did that take? Does <laughs> he make a chacaroni? Yes. <laughs> now, Dave, let me ask you this: Put the pepperonis in a circle. <laughs> let me ask, or I'll, I'll ask all of all of you this: Do you like? Okay, pick the pick your favorite Shaquille O'Neal acting role. Oh, I got, I got it, I got I, it. Yeah, I have to look him up on IMDb. Mine were off. Go ahead. Do you have choices? Oh, I have an oh, answer. I was going to give you choices. Okay, of, of the three, but then, okay. but then, if if you have if you have one that you want on your own, uh, I was thinking, a blue chips. Yeah. Steel, or yeah. curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> He's really good at curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> when Larry trips him. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings him all the the Seinfeld tapes. Seinfeld tapes. The first thing I think of when I think of Shaq, well, the first thing I think of when I think of Shaq on in entertainment is him on Hot Ones, bringing out Hot Ones. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when he, when he dabs, the, takes yeah. a little, puts his tongue against a little bit of the the bomb sauce, and has a yeah. look on his yeah. face. <laughs> Not gonna make a face. Not gonna make a face. Like he he is one of the mo- the funniest ones. I've wa- I don't watch Hot Ones. Once I see it, I see it. I've watched that one a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like what Adam Sandler has him do in his oh, movies. Yeah. So my favorite is in Jack and Jill. Um, Cause Sandler's this ad guy and he's trying to get Al Pacino to do the Dunkachino commercial. <laughs> and he's like, right now I'm working on a, 
on a ham commercial with Shaq. And Ham is—he's just sitting on camera with a with a giant hock of ham, licking it on camera, and he's going ham a lemon ding dong, ham a lemon ding dong. Sanders, I, Sanders shit my pants. Yeah, ham a lemon ding dong. Yeah, he, he's like uh, he's like the the local cop in uh, on like Grown Ups two or three or something like that. Yeah, he's <laughs> so great. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris, you're two for two. Tim is 0 for 2 with the two best guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what's your third guess? I'm going to I'm going to go TV movie here. Okay. Nick Fury. Ooh, <laughs> the Hasselhoff's <laughs> Nick Fury. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nick Fury's Rotten Tomato score is NA. I guess they don't rate television on I, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes, I guess. I guess not. That's Came out in 1998. And is number eleven on wow. the list. Hey, you on are the board. on the board. On the board. I've never seen this, Tim. How many times have you seen this? I I actually watched it on TV. <laughs> oh my god! Live when it came out. I was at my grandparents' house, and if if I recall, it might have been the same weekend that Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember seeing uh, I seem to remember those two things going together but I, I'm not 100% certain if, if I'm accurate on that but I remember being at my grandparents house in Syracuse and sitting there watching the Tim Nick Fury movie on, the whole time. On, on TV <laughs> now I'm yeah. just thinking I'm stranded at my grandparents <laughs> watching Nick Fury <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and I met I met one of the dudes uh, that was in that movie. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He was at a comic convention. He he he, he did uh, voiceovers, but he's, he's he has an on screen role in that. And he was a voice of Man at Arms at, on one of the He Man. Um, oh, wow. and he was signing, and he was he was signing like five dollar autographs. So I was like, here, sign my He Man book. He's like, no. We're- well, well done, I, Tim. I I just thought of one. I don't know why. I was thinking TV movies, and I was like, "What are the the Hulk ones?" And it's like, "You didn't." You said the Hulk one wasn't on there, and for some reason, my turn. Should, or should I shut the fuck up? It is your turn. Okay. <laughs> then I was thinking of the different Netflix stuff that came out. Um, I thought of the Punisher, and then I suddenly remembered there was a Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, like in the early nineties no. or late eighties. Oh, That's got to be on this. I gotta say, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. The Punisher from 1989 has a Rotten Tomato score of 28%. Wow. And is number 10. Wow. And that's actually not that bad compared to some of the stuff we talked about, I should say. Uh, I remember watching that late at night on HBO. And I'm trying to bring it up here. 89. I remember there was like some evil woman in that movie. Uh, I don't, and I, I remember like thinking at the time and I, I'm just like, who is she? She is so hot. It, it might be this Nancy ever, ever hard. Maybe. I don't know. I remember a friend of mine get, this is before it finally, I think it finally got on like Cinemax or no, it was not definitely not HBO. I think it was Cinemax, one of the lesser program was it finally got on there and everyone get to see it but like years before that you can only get it from one of those bootleg videos that like um 
conventions and shit, right? I remember my friend bought a copy, a bootleg copy at the comic book store in Quakertown, and we're watching it, and about 30, 40 minutes into it, all of a sudden, it's like there's like weird static bars come on, like uh. you record over something, and it goes right into a fucking homemade porno, these two banging <laughs> on a bed. And then you see a guy like try to duck under the camera, but he doesn't duck under the camera, so you see him, and it holds on this for like three, four minutes, and then it goes back to the Punisher. <laughs> that is, oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> except that's the best story th- ever. Except those two stars were not worth seeing for two or three minutes or however long it was because it was kind of gross. <laughs> but still, that's someone funny. someone put a homemade porn in the middle of Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Those were the days, man, when you would go to. I mean, conventions. You know, love them or hate them, whatever you want to say about them today. Back in the eighties and nineties. And even even in the early 2000s, a little bit, you would go to some of those conventions and the bootleg yeah. tables were always the most interesting tables. And they were those, mobbed, too. Well, and, and a lot of times they'd be showing one of the movies on a TV screen there. Yeah. So you'd be sitting there watching. Like, I, I remember that's that's how I saw, like, there was those shorts like Grayson and the jo- yeah. those Joker movies. Oh, that right. Came yeah, out. yeah. You would go and you would stand there and you would watch it. And, and I, I bought a few of those things. I remember buying... A copy of Butt Bongo Fiesta. <laughs> there. I had a copy of that. I remember buying the pilot for the the live action Tick show before it even aired, and then was eventually released on DVD. Um, there were a couple other, there were a couple other ones that I bought. Song of the South, I remember buying. Uh, but yeah, those you know you would go there and you would you would see these things like old TV things like you know the nineteen seventies parade of the justice league on tv or like the musicals or uh the the unaired pilots of some things i remember buying the unaired pilot for the the justice league tv show um and a few other things like that and the fantastic four movie obviously i used to get a ton of like red dwarf adjacent stuff it like it wasn't red dwarf but it was like things that the the actors did like their stand-ups and other sitcoms they did and like blooper reels it's like stuff that that they would release like real limited in England on PAL, but never bother converting it to NC- NTSC yeah. or whatever it's called. And then you could get them there because those guys would convert them and you'd pay an exorbitant price. But I, I was able to get them and watch them. So I remember there was a great source for stuff like that. Yeah, I used to pay like 20, I mean, $25, $1995 is like $70 yeah, today. Right, yeah. So yeah, you would buy that stuff. And yeah, you drop the money. And a lot of times you knew you were buying. You were buying something that was complete shit, but you had to say, and then, and that's, that's how the Star Wars holiday special got distributed. So, right. So yep. Free, yep. during that time, that's why so many people have seen it because of those things that people have made copies of them and copies and copies. Yeah. That was a, that was a wonderful time. Now the internet's there. And yeah, if you, you really want something, you can, anything, you can find anytime. it. Yep. But maybe I can find uh, that yeah, homemade yeah. smoker version of the uh, Punisher tape on YouTube. <laughs> I guess it'd be on porn tube instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you felt like you were you were getting something forbidden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, when the you're man doesn't want me to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Papa Hunger Fiesta. I remember doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. He came out on a toilet and he said, hey, does anyone want to see the <laughs> corn of my shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, it's your turn. How many Matt, How many are left? Like, Do you know you, what numbers you are have, left? You have two guests. I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> There's some... <laughs> I you thought have, of this you one. You two guesses left. You are tied with Matt. I thought of this one because the first one, 
I guess, you know, was just okie dokie. It wasn't a big smash, but then they made a sequel. I think everyone hated this one, but I love Jennifer Gardner to fucking death. Um, Electra. <laughs> Electra. Yeah. Electra from 2005 has a Rotten Tomato score of 10%. Mm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it is number seven on the Damn. list, Chris. Oh. Chris, you are three for three. I remember that. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you should I watch love it. her, though, too. Just in anything, you, she's fucking in. You got to watch it. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> I saw that on a plane. <laughs> and it was the edited version. So it was a little shorter, thank God. You know, I'm, I'm looking here at the pictures from uh, The Punisher, and I think the woman that I was all hot for was this lady, Kim Miori. Who she was in, she's been in a bunch of things. Chris would have seen her in Metro back in the day, but she played yeah. the character Lady Sinatra. I'm looking at her now and I'm like, she's not as hot as I thought she was. But I think she's, <laughs> I think she's the one that I was like all hot and bothered over like oh, late at night. Uh, I could see how you would be then and now on hindsight, you're like, yeah, no, that was not what I thought it was. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. Chris, you're good at this game. I just you know are, I get shitty movies. He knows, I guess. Yeah, he knows shitty movies. Yeah. All right, Tim. You have no chance of winning at this point with the last guess, but we're gonna do it anyway because your guesses are freaking fantastic. So what is your last guess? <sighs> this is another made for TV movie. <laughs> I think it came out in the late 90s, maybe 2000. Generation X. Based uh, off of, uh, I guess, a Marvel comic, I want to say. Generation X. Yeah, it was like it was like a teen X-Men. And they made a they made a pilot that turned into like like a Fox movie of the week or something. It is not in their 60. But I think you should make your own list because I think your list would probably be better. <laughs> Let me see if I can bring that up. Generation X. Yeah, there it is. Uh, 1996. Uh, a new teenage student at a school for mutants. Normal looking humans with fantastic powers. So normal looking humans means they didn't have a budget. No makeup. For, yeah. <laughs> for makeup. As Matt Frewer. Fanola oh, Hughes. Fanola Hughes, who is, who is still. Wow. Uh, <laughs> anybody else on this? I don't oh, go wow. Gary, wow. Gary Chalk, who I, who I was just talking about. He was the guy that was also in, uh, um, the Nick Fury guy that he's the guy that I met. Uh, nobody else. I don't, I don't recognize any other names. So yeah, generation X, it was a made for TV movie. Matt Fewer and Finola Hughes, are the two. Well, I am sorry to say that it is not on the list, but I do not doubt the fact that it is probably horrid. So looking to see if it has a has a 4.4 rating on IMDb. Ooh. <laughs> and Finola Finola Hughes played Emma Frost, who I believe has shown up in some of the other X-Men movies. Yeah. Um who is that actress? The Madman on the one yeah. movie yeah, yeah. and uh uh what's her name? Uh in the the last that that, that last X-Men movie uh, that came out. I can't remember the name. 
There is Jessica, Emma Frost. Jessica, Jessica Chastain, I think, was Emma Frost also. Oh, really? Wow. I think she was. I think she was. She's slumming it with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Matt, you can you you really need to get this right, or Chris just outright wins. To yeah, try. I don't know that it, I don't know if this is going to be right. It makes sense to me, but that means nothing. And because it is a bad movie, and I think people that write these lists, like when a movie's uh, an original movie is really good, and it's followed up by a almost equally good second movie, or even a combination of those two movies making one really good long movie. And then their swan song with this particular cast and production set is Superman Four: Quest for Peace. I think they're a little uh, harder on it than like I I've, was going to say. Some of the stuff we said, afraid. some of the stuff Tim said, should be on before that movie should be on. But I have a feeling because of that, it might be on this list. That's Solar Man. Destroy Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have my voice? You have my voice. <laughs> you know. I- as a kid, I, that was the first movie I ever saw on my own. Like, <laughs> apart from everybody, I saw it. It was in theater five or six. And since I was by myself, I was the only one in the theater, as far as I know. And I you was, jerked off. Boink, boink, boink. I sat in the absolute front seat, the John Popper seat. Yeah. I sat in the absolute Did you have front a pile of Starburst wrappers <laughs> left when you were done? But I. And, and, it was. It might have been this movie, or it might have been Bugsy. I remember going to see a movie and sitting <laughs> way up in the front, and then hearing a clang in the back and getting so fucking freaked out. Like turning around, like what the fuck? But I didn't see anybody there. I think this was that Chris running through this- in a Robin costume. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Was, anyway, we'll we'll see. We'll see if that's on the list. It should be on the list. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, came out in 1987 as a Rotten Tomato score of 12%. Ugh. Oh, see, I don't want to say that movie. <laughs> Even though number... I was thinking it. No. You blame John Cryer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, no. That was his catchphrase. Oh, no. It's like Phoebe from Friends. Oh, no. <laughs> Is number 16 oh, oh, on the six. Oh, I thought it was uh, on there. Solar so, Man, Solar Man, what and, uh, are they feeding you? <laughs> <laughs> An excellent choice, Matt. Yeah. But 16 on their list. So, Chris, do you want to guess the last one, or do you want me to tell you what kind of movies are on this list? I I, uh, I was thinking, like, when who said, who said The Punisher? Matt did? Yes. I don't know if this counts, but... I thought of whenever you said uh, with Dolph, I was like, "Is He Man like a like a comic book?" Remember that movie He made with Mesh? Uh, Mesh Universe. Yeah. Of the universe. That might See? that might count. That might count. Like I'll I'll go or with like, that one or Garbage Pail Kids. Would that yeah, count right? too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's they're a both comic book. They're or? both wonderful guesses. Not on the list okay. of of their opinion doesn't mean that you're wrong. That's like uh, your opinion, man. Right. Here's what they have. Some of these things I've never heard of, honestly. Number one, Batman and Robin. Oh, come on. Oh, Oh, I disagree. I I mean, that's not great, but it's not number one. I I recently rewatched that. And if you go into it with the mindset of like a Rocky Horror Picture show, it is a wonderful Midnight movie. It's the kind of movie that they should show, like Dirty Fighter, Dirty Fight, things like that. It's <laughs> it's got it's got so much potential for audience participation. 
You can't convince me I, that's worse than everything Tim named on his guesses. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It used to be when if if you're going into it thinking Batman should be like every movie should be the Dark Knight, yeah, it's a piece of shit. But if you go in and you watch it and you take it for what it is, it is a unbelievably fantastic midnight movie. And I, I anybody who's listening to this and you guys too. I recommend in the next couple months just sit back and watch that movie again with with fresh eyes. You will you'll 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 come to my side of the aisle. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I, I don't think you're wrong. Were, I think I'll agree. Actually, I don't think it's maybe, Clooney, Clooney I don't have anything to argue great about. Bruce Wayne. He was a great Bruce. Maybe I we should. Uh, uh, you know, we haven't. I don't think we've done an audio commentary with all four of us. No, we haven't. That's that. That's a that's a possible contender. I'll do it whenever you want. Yeah, that was number one. Number two, I, honestly, there are three different Crow sequels on yeah. here. <laughs> They're all bad. This one I really want to see. It has a Rotten Tomato score of zero. <laughs> zero zero. It came out in two thousand five. This one is called The Crow: Wicked Prayer, and it stars Edward Furlong. As God, the crow. I do remember this. Yeah, David Boreanaz and Tara Reid. I want to really want to see this. I've heard of it, but I have not seen it because I remember when he was cast. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is Eddie yeah. Furlong doing in that movie?" I mean, there are other crow movies on here. I'm not going to read you the whole sixty. Does the Stairway to Heaven one of them or something? Maybe this is the oh, one I remember. Oh, oh, City of Angels. That's what I'm thinking. City There's of Angels some, was definitely us. I think Howard the Duck. Matt got. Oh shit! Go ahead, man. I was gonna say, I think the Crow City of Angels has the freaking guy from Iron Chef in it. <laughs> like the the <laughs> revamp chef. of it that that um uh the the chairman. I think I, I think that's the, the he's in one of them for sure. I know that yeah. for sure. I think it's the City of Angels. Ka ka bang! Fuck him dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this! I'm looking at City of Angels. Look at this cast. Well, we got Vincent Perez. No, okay, that's not the Iggy, one. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Yeah. Thomas Jane is in this movie. I didn't know Ooh. that. Ian Dury. I remember him. I remember him in the movie. Uh, wow. City of Angels is twenty two, and twenty three right behind it is The Crow Salvation, Salvation. with Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, she plays. Kirsten Dunst plays. I want to say she plays the girl. The daughter uh, uh, of somebody, and, and then she's like all tattooed. She's got tattoo artists or something. Yeah. I found it. Uh, Stairway to Heaven was a crow, but it was a TV show. Oh, uh, probably one of those syndicated ones, like uh, that held Highlander and other ones. And that's the one the Iron Chef dude's in. He's in a TV yeah. series. <laughs> and that was that was the one where the crow was played by Fred Willard. <laughs> <laughs> no, his the Iron Chef was a crow. He kept going, I want Crozine or whatever he says. <laughs> I was I was so desperate for one of these crow follow-ups to do some justice to that Brandon Lee movie, and they just never did. It, it was like a downward spiral of depression every time a new one came out. Yeah. <laughs> I supposedly there's a oh Bill Sarsgaard. Yeah, there's 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 one in in production now with uh Bill Sarsgaard as uh Eric Draven, and then there's there's some interesting cast members. Uh, Danny Houston, FKA Twigs. Okay. Well, number Wincott, three is Howard the Duck. 
Wicka Wicka. <laughs> Number three was Howard the Duck. Number four is a 1978 version of Doctor Strange. Oh, oh God, I've, seen, I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I, I, I've seen it on those bootleg videos tables. It looks like a bootleg from the picture. Catwoman yeah. was five. Number six, I remember watching this a lot on Prism just because it was on a lot. Red Sonia. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. I, I, I never I've never seen it, but I remember watching the Siskel and Ebert <laughs> review of it. And they were talking about music cues. And one of the things they said is that is is there's a scene, I guess, where she's riding an elephant and <laughs> yeah. It's destroying the the city, but they're playing this real somber music or destroying a village, but it's playing this like real somber, sad music. And she's just riding it and, and the and just trampling over things. And th- that's all. That's the only scene I've ever seen of that movie. I remember just because I was a big fan of the Conan movies, knowing like in, yeah. in all the commercials, he was in it a lot. And he's really in the movie for such a short time. This write up says. <laughs> this write-up says that Schwarzenegger considers this the worst movie he was ever in. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number seven was Electra. Number eight, I completely disagree with. We did an episode on this movie for the Grady's as well. 1984's Supergirl. Yeah, I disagree with that Not, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Whiz, bang, zoom, across the galaxy, or whatever he says. Yeah, that movie's not bad. Huh, it's It's fun. And she's, fun, yeah. she's adorable. And Hart Bachner from Die Hard is in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Steel, then The Punisher. That's the top 10. Then Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a couple of these on here. Well, really only two and three. Number 12 is RoboCop 3. Uh, oh, I can see that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Robert, Robert Burke, right? Was was the new, the new RoboCop, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are two Captain Americas then in 1979. Captain America oh, and Captain yeah. America 2, Death Too Soon. Is that? Those are that? the Reb. Uh, the, I forget who the, I forget his last name is Reb. That was the motorcycle. Oh, 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 yeah. I can tell in the picture now that you say that. Yeah, I, I remember renting those uh, in the late 90s. Not at a blockbuster, but over on County Line Road behind... The old UA theater in Montgomeryville. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was a there was like a Hollywood type video. It wasn't it wasn't Blockbuster, it wasn't West Coast. It was like Hollywood video, and they had those movies. And I remember getting a membership there while I worked over at the mall at the record store, getting a membership there just so I could rent those two Captain America movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're thirteen or fourteen. Apparently, Christopher Lee is in them. Or yeah, them. yeah, he plays. I don't think he's the Red Skull. I think he just plays like a Nazi. Okay. Uh, you got the other Captain America, then Superman 4, Quest for Peace 17, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Three. Yeah, that one's... No, I never saw it. That one's hokey. Never saw it. 18, Fantastic Four that Tim said. 19, Jonah Hex. 20, this is another Tim one. I was waiting for Tim to say this. Man Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie is so terrible. We, yeah, we rented that. That has... Uh, uh, Klieg Lars is in that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but Man Thing is barely in it. Like it's like it's like it's like ninety minutes of nothing, and then all of a sudden, and then that's the end of the movie. 
Well, I don't, I don't need, um, I mean, if you want to see the full list, it's, uh, it's on comic vine. It's like their 60 worst movies. I'm scanning. There's some real shit on here. Judge dread. Um, you know, you, you just look at this max steel, um, spawn. Where's oh, that? Well, Tim's Where's favorite. That? Spawn is number 39. Oh, who, the spirit. Who, who do we, who do we see spawn with? That was, um, Chris Roth. Chris yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? He would put that he would put that number one on the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we used to we used to go to the midnight movies and he would always go because we was just like it would be midnight and be like, let's just go. And he is this is not his kind of movie. It right. was a good sport. He sat there. Um but yeah, that was like not his cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Uh the spirit is forty one. Oh, that's, that's another, another awful one. Awful yeah. movie. <laughs> forty two, Superman and the Mole Men. 1950. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim, you're going to be sad about this. Number 43, Phantom. The Phantom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Evil. Yeah, Slam Evil. Evil. Again, it's it's not The Godfather 2, but it's a it's a fun movie to watch. Godfather Slam 3. <laughs> yes. To, to redeem it a bit, 42% Rotten Tomato score. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember it was like in like the those year red those year-end uh, things that Entertainment Weekly used to do. Does, do they even print around Entertainment Weekly anymore? Is that yep. gone? It's gone. That I remember, like, see, seeing, like, Kirsten Dunst going, I saw The Phantom. It was really good. And uh, and I used to say, well, Kristen, Kirsten Dunst used to, she liked it, and she was, like, 11 at the time. <laughs> you ask her now, she'd be like, what? I, I said that? What is it? Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 46. But the 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 the... the reason that i even do this number 54 2011 green lantern on their yeah. list so there it is it all ties back to that somehow it all comes back circle <laughs> back kind of forgot that this is this episode was about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all i got for any of that kind of stuff is did you see dick tracy on the list at all no dick tracy's a good movie okay. it is a good movie yeah i was just I was wondering if that was you know oh no 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 the 1966 list. batman the movie is number 55. Totally disagree. Oh, the Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, that was bad. That one's not terrible. I don't <laughs> I don't think that movie's as bad as it wasn't good either. Think. It's not great. Again, not great. Yeah. It's, you know, there there are those movies that are right there in the middle. And that one's maybe a little on the lower end of the middle, but still in the middle. The Batman, that the 1966 Batman movie is fine. Like sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Great. <laughs> well, Comic Vine has the full list if you want to look. Um, I'm trying to see when this came out. Uh, I bet you it's out. like there's no Eternals. Is that what it was called? The new Marvel one? Uh, some people love that. Yeah. Some people thought that was a great movie. I yeah, thought it was terrible. Horrible. Spe- um, one last thing. One one last note on Dick Tracy. I guess <laughs> one dick. Warren Beatty still owns the film rights for it. I guess there there's a clause where he, he has to do something with the character every so often to retain the rights. And he has done two of these already. Uh, there, he basically takes the character Dick Tracy and he goes on to a and E or something and does this weird TV thing where he plays Dick Tracy and he's being interviewed by uh, what's his name Leonard Malton? Really? Yeah. So he's Aztec. So technically, he's fulfilling the 
the claws in the in the thing. So he has to do something with the character. So he goes on as Dick Tracy and was like, and one time and 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 he the, he did it just like a year or two ago, where he went on as Dick Tracy and as himself. And Dick Tracy's like, I don't know about this uh, Warren Batsy guy. And and Leonard Maltin's hmm. like, What are you talking about, Dick? And what are you talking about this that whatever? Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a guy that's out of. Oh boy. That's a guy that's out of touch that still thinks he's, uh, you know, an, an entity. Yeah, a relevant entity. Like, well, come on. he should he should at least like try to get someone to make the movie rather than just, you know, if if you're gonna retain the rights, okay, but you know, work with someone to produce a new Dick Tracy movie. Don't star in it. You know, get Bradley <laughs> Cooper to play it. I don't care, but. Um, yeah, don't don't just don't just make stupid things just so you can hold on to the 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 license. It's dumb. You listening to that, Warren? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He listens to our show. He's like, I wish they would just talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else, Warren. <laughs> Dave, excellent episode, excellent job. <laughs> and I I wanted to do this. I I know a part, maybe Matt knows something, but I think to end the show, I want you and Tim. To go back and forth of Green Lantern slogan, and that's how we're going to end the show. Okay? I don't know any of it. <laughs> I know pieces, but I don't know the word for word. But I bet you those two do. So, from our gaps to yours, thanks for listening, Tim. Take it away. Back and forth. In brightest day, in darkest night. Dave's turn. No evil shall escape my sight. Tim's turn. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I thought you would know this. <laughs> uh, it's something about some, evil. No, might. no evil shall escape my Green sight. Lantern's light. Okay. I, the third thing is something about evil's might, worshiping evil's might, or something like that. I, I have it here. I, I looked it up. In brightest then, day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, excellent job, guys. Ugh. Excellent job. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy is a neozaz.com production. For more great content and original productions, please visit neozaz.com. Neozaz.com and Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy is proudly 100% listener supported. To learn how you can help support the work done by Neozaz.com and get access to exclusive content, please visit patreon.com slash Neozaz. To help support the show for free, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.